0: Al Bayyan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid al-Azhar Bilmo. Smla rahman Rahim Alhamdulillah Wasalat was salamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa Amma bihuda would Tonight my dear brothers and sisters we continue with the Sharh of Al Ha al-ha- Al Haiya for Imam Abi Bakr. As Sijistani rahimahullah And we are still in his opening statement going through the explanation Where he gave the advice For the reader of the book not to be an innovator And that was his advice to those who read his book and to the entire ummah To avoid innovations And this is what we have been speaking about And we discussed in our previous lesson that the intention or intending good on its own is not enough To have a good intention on its own is not enough Because Allah Azza wa will not accept an action Unless it is in accordance to the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Regardless if it is sincere or not so even if an action is sincere, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept any amal unless it is according to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa since he is the one who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent as an example to mankind. And he came and showed us the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Shaykh mentioned examples of how the past nations... Corrupted their religion by introducing things into it that Allah did not bring This is what destroyed Christianity and Judaism And diverted them away from the path of Allah Azza wa Jal Because its followers introduced into the religion that which Allah did not send down And that is why it is a great warning for the Muslims Not to introduce what Allah Azza wa Jal did not send down Otherwise, we follow in the footsteps of the previous nations who destroyed their religion. And the Sheikh mentions that when the Christians invented for themselves monasticism, and that's the practice of seclusion and becoming monks, this is a belief or a practice within Christianity Where they claim to abandon the dunya And they dedicate themselves To not being married And whatever else And they seclude themselves And this is something That they introduced Unto themselves And it's not something That Allah Azza wa Jal Had brought down And that's what led them To go astray And also they did not Uphold it, even this thing that they introduced for themselves, they were not able to uphold it because it was too difficult on them. And they were those who burdened themselves with more than they can bear. They were those who burdened themselves with more than they can bear. And Allah Azza wa does not burden a soul with more than it can bear. That's why the deen of Allah is pure. The din Allah comes down with is pure. Anything that burdens the soul more than it can handle is not from Allah. Anything. And Christianity is a perfect example. Where their priests and their monks do not get married. This is a burden on the soul beyond it can handle. And we see what happens today. It's proven that the soul cannot handle it. For Islam is a realistic religion because it comes from Allah to agree with the nature of man, not to oppose our nature. Our deen agrees with our fitra, the fitra that Allah created man upon. And this practice from other religions, we even see it within groups and sects who claim to be Muslims within Islam. Like Sufiya and Tasawwuf, when it becomes extreme, they also lead themselves to this stuff. Uh, Extremism, seclusion, uh, hiding in caves, not having showers, growing the hair without cutting it. All of this in the name of zuhud, abandoning the dunya. Not getting married, not cutting their nails. Many practices. And this without a doubt is burdening the soul with more than it can bear. And these are the bid'ah, the innovations, from the innovations that people introduce. And the Shaykh mentions that the past nations, nothing destroyed them except them introducing into their religion what Allah Azza wa did not send down. And he mentions verses like where Allah says, "Famara." فَمَا حَقَّ رِعَايَتِهَا But they did not observe it with the right observance. What they introduced, they were not even able to handle themselves. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, إِلَّا They sought it only to please Allah. Look at this. What they introduced into their own religion, look what Allah says, they only done it in order to please Allah. What do you hear from the people of innovation today? That I'm doing this because it pleases Allah. And I act upon this because it pleases Allah. Subhanallah. The exact thing Allah said about the past nations, we hear it from our brothers and sisters who fall into innovation. Today. You ask him, why do you celebrate the Prophet ﷺ's birthday? He'll tell you to get closer to Allah, to please Allah. Look what Allah said about the past Umam. They only introduced what destroyed them in order to claim that it pleases Allah Azza Nothing pleases Allah except the way of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi That's the reality. Islam is not many paths. Islam is one path. It's very simple. Our deen is one way. It is the way of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his Sahaba, and that's what Allah says: to follow the one path and do not follow the many paths, because the paths of misguidance are many, and the path of guidance is one. It's the way of Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam It's astonishing how people find this so difficult to accept And they will fight and defend their innovations That the Prophet sallallahu did not bring They will fight for it and defend it till death even Over what? Over something that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Did not even come with as part of the religion And this verse as the Sheikh says is a clear proof that consideration is to be given to the presence of evidence, dalil. Whatever you do must require proof for it. Your actions, your statements, your belief, your aqidah, all requires proof from the Qur'an and the sunnah. And not merely to one's intentions or objectives. The intention means nothing if it is not accompanied with al ittiba, with following, we must follow the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's path some of the sahaba and if i'm not mistaken it was abdullah ibn mas'ud radiyallahu anhu in his time he he's still from the companions of the prophet sallallahu after the death of the prophet sallallahu alaihi he walked into a masjid and he found people remembering allah in congregation he found people remembering allah in congregation the way the sufia do today so Ibn Mas'ud anhu said to them, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? This is not from the sunnah. They gave the same excuse we hear today. They said, we only intend good. Yani by doing this, we only mean good. We only intend good. What did Ibn Mas'ud, anhu, the Sahabi, one of the greatest mufassirin of the Quran, What did he say to them? Did he say, oh, okay, as long as your intention is good, that's all that matters? Did he tell them, as long as your heart is clean, then continue doing what you're doing? No. He said, how many people aim for the good and they miss the target? What a response from a companion. How many people aim for the good? The intention, we don't question it. That person can be super sincere to Allah Azza wa Jal. But if the amal, the action, is not according to the sunnah, how can we expect Allah to accept it? We went through the proofs already that Allah does not accept an action unless it is according to the sunnah. The sheikh says in summary, innovation is evil even if it is perpetrator claims, even if its perpetrator claims it to be good. Even if they say innovation is two types, good and bad innovation. We hear this a lot. Bid'a hasana and bid'a sayya. It's a good innovation and an evil innovation. The Shaykh refuting them, he says, we say to them there is no such thing as a good innovation in the religion. There's no such thing as a bid'a hasana in the deen. And that is because the Prophet ﷺ said, every innovation is misguidance. Every he did not make exception. He said every innovation is misguidance. And the hadith is in Sahih Muslim. So whoever says there is such a thing as good innovation, then he has belied the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his words. Every innovation is misguidance, and that's the reality. If our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said كل every innovation is misguided and then someone afterwards comes and says there is good innovation the reality of the matter is he is calling Muhammad sallallahu a liar billah because he has openly opposed the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his words And the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever does an action which is not in accordance to this affair of ours, it is rejected. And therefore there is no such thing as a good bid'ah in the religion. No such thing. He then says in regards to what the people refer to as good innovations, because this is some of the arguments the Mubtadi'ah try to bring. They say from the good innovations is the building of schools and institutes for learning the Quran and authoring books. The sheikh says we reply by saying these things are not innovations in the deen. Rather they are from the things which the religion encourages. They are a means to reach legislated objectives. Because we hear this argument a lot. If I open a Qur'an school Is that not an innovation? No Because that Qur'an school Is something to assist An existing worship The reciting of the Qur'an So how can this be considered A bid'ah in the deen? For it's very important And these are arguments Made by weak-minded Muslims Where they try to compare The good that people use to attain a good objective with actually introducing worships into the religion. There's a huge difference and the two cannot be compared. He says the religion has encouraged us to be dutiful, to do righteous acts and deeds. These are means to obtain praiseworthy objectives and they assist and help a person to carry out righteous actions. So anything that assists you in carrying out an existing ibadah is good This is a good thing It's not a bid'ah in your deen You have not introduced a new worship This is what innovation means in the religion As Allah Azza wa Jal said in the Quran وَتَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى Help one another in bir and taqwa and as for the Prophet sallallahu wasallam's saying where he says whoever institutes a good sunnah into Islam for him is a reward and he receives a reward for whoever act upon it this is another hadith that the people of innovation misinterpret to try to suit their desire they say look the prophet sallam said man sanna fil islam sunnatan hasana Whoever introduces into Islam a good sunnah Will have its reward and the reward of those who follow him inna. The sheikh says what is intended by this Is whoever revives a sunnah that has been forgotten and abandoned And the people follow him inna. Because sometimes the sunnah With certain people, not with everyone, with certain people, it disappears. So if you come and revive a sunnah, and the people learn it from you and they start implementing it, you get the reward of reviving it and the ajr of everyone that follows you. This is how it is understood. And another way to understand this hadith is whoever begins an act of khair, Meaning an existing act of khair He has its reward And the reward of those who follow him If I come and get a group of My brothers and I say Listen Every week we're going to give $10 in the path of Allah I've I've instigated something good Because the worship is existing, which is giving sadaqah. That's not a new worship. It's an existing worship. But this project, yeah, I started it. So I get the reward for starting it and the reward of everyone who also participates. It's common sense. We cannot understand these ahadith to indicate That you can introduce worship into the religion Worship is haram until proven halal We spoke about this Every worship is haram until there is proof to prove it's halal Meaning there is proof for it from the sunnah Otherwise me and you will be left to worship Allah however we want But we can't we can only worship Allah the way the Prophet sallallahu wasallam worship Allah. The Sheikh says so teaching beneficial knowledge and facilitating projects which assists the student such as opening schools, universities, learning centers and institutions for memorizing the Quran all of this all of these things aid in seeking knowledge. They are tools for seeking knowledge And seeking knowledge is from the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal And it is something the legislation commands with And they are not considered innovation The Sheikh then moves on And he says now as it relates to those inventions Which have no connection with the religion whatsoever and the ones that use this argument are lunatics. Where they try to say aeroplanes, cars, boats, they say, aren't they innovations? Say, SubhanAllah. Even if they are innovation, that's a good innovation. Because it's not an innovation in the religion. It's not an innovation in Deen. The sheikh says, these are from the permissible affairs. They are not to be considered newly invented matters in the deen. Allah Azza wa says, and he has subjected to you all that is in the heavens and all that is in the earth. It is all as a favor and kindness from him. Whatever Allah provides you from on earth is a ni'mah from him. It's a blessing from Allah Azza wa and these are not included in the affairs of worship. However, they can aid you in carrying out worship. I can drive a car to go to the masjid. My car has a, aided me to perform an act of worship. Do you see the difference, my brothers and sisters, between a bid'ah in the deen and everything else? A bid'ah in the deen is when we introduce Act of ibadah That I claim Gets me closer to Allah Which the Prophet Did not bring Huge difference between this And that And the Sheikh Prolongs in this uh, Argument He then says, so we do not refer to them as innovation unless we only intended in a linguistic sense. According to the Arabic language, yes, they are an innovation in the Arabic language, but they're not an innovation in the Sharia. And also these various forms of technology came about when people were able to invent them, while before the people did not have the ability to do so. Back then, if they had the ability to invent what we have today, they would have invented it. Cars, whatever. The Prophet ﷺ said it. I am not given the choice between two things that are halal, except I will always choose the easier one. Why would he he burden himself for no reason, ﷺ? That's not our deen. Our deen does not tell us to burden ourselves. Prophet ﷺ will always choose the easier of the two affairs. He says it is necessary to have the correct understanding in regards to these matters. Because the people of misguidance will make the truth obscure to the people by saying, is everything an act of bid'ah? We respond to them saying, no, not everything is an act of innovation, Rather innovation is everything that is introduced into the deen Not supported by any evidence from the Quran or the Sunnah of the Prophet As for other than this, it is not considered an innovation But rather it is only from that which Allah has made halal for his servants So there is a difference between the two The Sheikh then moves on to the Sharh Of the Imam's next statement where he said, so that perhaps you will succeed. So the last sentence in the opening verse of his poem, he gave the advice to follow, and then he said, So that perhaps you may succeed. And this means if you want to succeed, if you want success, which is happiness, in the deen of Allah and the next. You must hold firmly to the rope of Allah And follow the guidance And not innovate Because that was his opening statement Hold on to the rope of Allah Follow the guidance and do not innovate Do that in hope that you may succeed So that shows that this is the success And it is the path of success And the word falah Success means an abundance of good And the attainment of happiness Someone who has succeeded means he has attained a lot of good and he has won. He has succeeded. As Allah says about the mu'mineen in the Quran, al That verily the believers are successful. Verily the believers are successful. Then he explained why they are successful. الَّذِينَ fi salatihim those who have khushu' tranquility in their prayer So the khushu' in the salah is from the greatest reasons For you succeeding in the dunya and akhirah, As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions Then he continues عَلَىٰ صَلَوَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِظُونَ هُمُ الْوَارِثُونَ أَلَّذِينَ يَرِثُونَ فِيهَا And those who strictly guard their salah because the salah is success. Even in the adhan what does the mu'addin say? Hayya al falah, come to success. your salah is what defines your success in the dunya and the akhirah. If your salah is good, then this is a good sign, bi Allah ta'ala. If the salah is corrupted, weak, shaky, this is a sign of not succeeding. This is a sign. Of not succeeding He says these are some of the reasons by which the slave of Allah Azza wa success Therefore if success is what you aim for and every mu'min aims to succeed Then there are three matters you must abide by the sheikh says The first is holding firmly onto the rope of Allah That's the first way you, you attain success By holding firmly onto the rope of Allah And we explain the rope of Allah Is the Quran and the Sunnah Number two is following the guidance The Hidayah is the path of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And number three Stay away from innovation To stay away from innovation He says if you were to fail to fulfill One of these three matters Then indeed you will lose And you will never be successful Losing one of those three things Will lead to loss As Allah Azza wa Jal says Then those whose scales of good deeds are heavy They are the successful When your scale on the day of judgment is heavy That's where you know you have succeeded But those who come and their scale is light Because there's no amal These are the ones who have lost But what have they lost, ya ikhwā? What does Allah say? Alladheena khasiru anfusahum They lost their own selves. You know what this means? Them losing their own selves? The sheikh says, the opposite of success is failure. And we seek refuge with Allah from that. These people did not lose their wealth. The ones who, came, who come on the day of judgment with little amal And their scale is very light And they themselves is very light They have no value Allah does not say about them that they lost their wealth What's the loss of wealth compared to losing yourself? What's the loss of children compared to losing yourself? Allah Azza wa He says they lose themselves And a person who loses his own soul This is the worst kind of loss Allahu Akbar They lose their own souls This is what they lose and Allah Azza wa Jal says Qul inna wa ahlihim Allahu Akbar Say O Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, The losers are those who lose themselves and their families on the day of resurrection These are the losers Not Wallah I lost my money I lost my job No, the one that loses himself This is the ultimate loss. Because, as the verse shows us, he comes on the day of judgment empty. And what a loss that is for Bani Adam. The Sheikh then moves on to the next statement. His next statement in the poem he says, Wadin. بِكِتَابِ اللَّهِ وَالسُّنَنِ أَتَتْ عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ تَنْجُو وطربح. The second verse in the poem, again fundamentals, Allahu Akbar. These are the pious predecessors, the Salaf. He says in this saying, And practice your religion according to the book of Allah and the Sunnah. Look at this advice. And practice your religion (coughs) according to the book of Allah and the (coughs) sunnah, the prophetic traditions which have been reported from Allah Azza wa and his messenger in order that you will be saved and receive a reward. This is the next advice that Al-Imam Abu Bakr ibn Abi Dawood al-Sijistani rahimahullah gives in his book. And inshallah, we will begin the explanation of this verse from his poem in our next lesson. بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمُ وَبَارَكَ عَلَىٰ نبينا مُحَمَّدُ وَعَلَىٰ أَلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلَّمُ This program was presented by Albion Radio.